Hello, everybody, and welcome to podcast number 41 of The Real Estate Show. I'm Cherie Selly, and with me is Judy Steenland. We are a part of Selly Group Real Estate, where we have a boutique brokerage right here in Colorado Springs. We are tiny, but we're mighty. We're making a huge impact uh, in the marketplace by loving on our clients, giving them guidance, and uh, working with them to work on the very best real estate outcome possible for their personal story. Wouldn't you say, Judy? I would say, Cherie. <laughs> That's a big part of our hearts. It is. And uh, thank you for tuning in. We we are going to dive quickly into some of the market stats for the Colorado Springs area. And um, in the last episode, we did not have March's statistics in yet because we're filming a little bit ahead. And uh, so we do not have it in for this uh, episode either. But what I did do was take the last 30-day average of solds um, for two zip codes. So this time I chose the Briargate zip code, which is 80920. So let's go into the average list price in Briargate, which is 501774. And the average sold price was 52521. So that's a 4.7% differential between the list price and the sold price. The largest differential in that zip code over the last 30 days was 12% hmm. over, which was in a little townhome. Um, it started out as a $325,000 townhome in Briargate. So it escalated 12% over. So be prepared. First time home buyers, it's rough. We know it. But if we see these differentials and we study them, that's how we can prepare you. Right. Making the best offer because a lot of most of the most of the majority of the time now you don't get a second chance. Absolutely. So it's 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 expected. Your highest and best is your first offer. That's right, Judy. Yeah. That's wisdom. Well, and you talked about the escalations. Um, the national statistic right now is on an average nationally, the number of uh, offers over a hundred thousand dollars over list are at the peak and at all, an all-time high. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing it on our own listings. It's yeah. incredible. And yeah. so let me finish the the zip code story because yep. it's it's so interesting to go through this. The 80919 zip code where our office is, mm -hmm. where yours truly resides right here in the northwest foothills of Colorado Springs. Um, the average listing price of a home was 525 471 over the last 30 days sold price at 549 231 mm -hmm. so we are recording this information on march 16th everything is going to change after right. this conversation daily. It changes daily it does so in the 80919 zip code there's a differential at 4.8 percent so 80920, 80919 they're right on track as far as the average differential but this is interesting so the largest differential in the last 30 days was a 12% over list price differential. So in Briargate, that was for a first-time buyer type uh, townhome. Mm -hmm. In 80919, the largest differential was for a million-dollar home. Yeah. And it went 12% over. So this misnomer of, well, only you know the lowest price homes are getting these huge differentials we're seeing it through the entire spectrum of the market right. into the million dollar market. And for, for me, I've, I'm personally experiencing it in the $2 million market. Right. So um, I right. know you're Bidding seeing it. wars in the, the $2 million market is incredible. That's right. Yeah. So um, we're here to prepare you. That's that We can't change the dynamics that's happening, but we can 
at least get you prepared before you go out. But let's give you some comfort. If anybody's looking in Colorado and they're there, maybe they were looking maybe for a beach community, let's say one of my favorite communities in Destin, Florida on 30A. I thought this was incredibly interesting. I Somebody passed along a Zillow link um, that showed a property that is only 196 square feet in in um, off, off of 30A around Santa Rosa Beach area, and the price was a million ninety five. Ah, <laughs> it's a seaside area. So so I think that translates to around fifty six hundred dollars a foot. Yeah, astronomical. <laughs> yeah, I, so, yeah, I need a calculator. Is that um, crazy? Well. To piggyback on that, I have a client that had a home in San Diego that they're moving here, and uh, it was 800 square feet, and it just sold for 1.2 million. Come on, 800 square feet. So yes, you can get a lot more home in Colorado Springs for 1.2 million, but those are those are not readily available either. That's right. So as we see the booms, it's not as bad as it could be. Yeah. Um, and, and I go back to Sharice, you know, being prepared, understanding, you know, I think it's shocking to buyers who are not listening and being educated on what's really happening. Because if I'm working with a buyer and I show them numbers uh, that a neighborhood is that homes have gone 100,000 over and they've not, that's the first time they've heard it, they can't wrap their heads around it. That's right. Um, so being in the flow, you know, talking, being educated is is key right now. And how important is that before they actually start looking inside of houses? Yes, yes. Because as listing agents, you know, these buyers are, whether we're working with the buyer or the seller, there is a vetting process that goes through, that we go through. And when a buyer makes a solid offer, they're going to be one of the few remaining when the seller is choosing out of those offers. So here's a a story for you. Um, I have a good friend who's an agent in Texas. And this last weekend in Frisco, uh, she listed a home for $575,000. They listed on Friday. Between Saturday and Sunday, there were 400 bodies (laughs) that walked through that home. No way. Yes. And they ended up with 47 offers on Monday. 47 offers. So how do you make your offer stand out above the other 46 offers because be, because 46 offers are not going to get chosen that's incredible that's a good question and how did they vet yeah so it starts with all of the upfront um mm-hmm. preparation for the buyer you have to be so solidly pre-qualified right now that it's an ironclad loan like yes. not a pre-qualification a full pre-approval you need proof of funds um, and appraisal gaps are huge. Make sure your agent and you are, are talking about what an appraisal gap is, because in this market, you have to be willing to make up the difference totally. in appraisals that the where the and, and it, I know that's a kind of a long process to to explain for those that don't understand. But the bank has to uh, have an appraisal to give that home value. And if you offer more, you have to make up the difference in what that home might appraise for. Yes. Or you're committing to making up more. And so showing that you have the financial ability to do that. These are conversations that have to happen up front. And um, on top of that, not just being willing to pay the difference, but a lender verifying those funds and putting that in the initial letter that is the pre-approval letter, that is something you don't see from every buyer. But if if I'm working on, you know, one of my last uh, listings, I had eight offers. Okay. And with that, with those offers, um, 
if anybody did have a lender that actually said that the excess of the appraisal amount has been verified that they have enough money to cover mm-hmm. an appraisal gap, I, they always rise to the top. Yeah. Now, obviously, though, we're, we're missing one thing, cash buyers. Yes. Because, um, you know, cash buyers, of course, may rise to the top of the offers that are coming in. Now, in the case of these eight offers, I had three cash offers. Mm-hmm. But two of them, believe it or not, were at the list price on this particular home. Mm-hmm. And one was substantially over. Mm-hmm. So the one cash offer was competing as hard as the loans. So the two cash offers that were at list price were tossed out the door. Right. My client would take a loan any day over those. Yeah. But um, so cash is not always king. That's right. But the other one, um, you know, not only was it cash, but she did waive um, a lot of the other deadlines and really, I mean, just waiving inspection and uh, allowing and in- we allow inspections to happen, but just waiving the right to ask for anything to be repaired. Right. Um, so that was a big one. Well, and that was a big um a highlight of the offer that was finally chosen on the one with 47 offers, the the top tier of those contract or those offers, everyone waived inspections, all major contingencies wow. were waived. See? I mean, have you ever heard of like, this would have never happened 10 years ago? No, I mean, even three, three four years yeah. ago. It's that's right. We we are increasingly going through this. So buyer beware. I mean, buyers, when you're when you're beginning your prep, besides mm-hmm. the financial part, you might want to start getting to know what inspections may look like, getting familiar. We help familiarize people in this local market with things that, that may come up for repairs that right. they have to be prepared for. If they have adequate funds to do those things, they have to think of all that ahead of time, not at the at the end. Yeah. You want to be the head and not the tail. Yeah, I heard a financial analyst say that it would it is it's wise for buyers to have about 1% just set aside for any repairs or anything that they're having to waive. So in addition yes. to planning ahead for your earnest money and your loan down payment. And your and appraisal all, gap. And your appraisal gap, <laughs> all those things. It's just more important than ever to continue to be aware of those things because if that's a shock and a surprise, at the time that you're moving forward, your contingencies are you could lose your earnest money. 100%. Yeah. That's so important to know. And then as we vet these buyers, another thing that seems to rise to the top is you, I mean, a, an offer that gives the seller maximum flexibility for possession. Yeah. And, and not charging for rent. Right. I think those offers usually rise to the top if the seller is still residing in the home. Yeah. Because the seller is typically kind of pigeonholed themselves into a place where they can't make a move until they cash out on their home. Right. So I was just talking to a brand new buyer who was referred to me. She had been talking to a local agent for months who did not prepare her for these things, Mm -hmm. didn't even talk about some of these topics. And when I said, one of your greatest things that you can, you you need to be the head and not the tail of this. And I know as a buyer, you feel as the tail. But if you um, negotiate time, so on her listing in another state, I had to talk with her agent that referred her to me saying the be- one of the most important negotiations that you can negotiate is time for your seller. Yeah. Buy her time. And in that state, they don't negotiate possessions that are delayed that often. Yeah. And so having that talk up front, making sure that the that when she's the seller, she's negotiating because they're going to have as many offers as we'll have here. The right. state is hot. 
But I think it's so important that time is negotiation, both on the buy and the sell side right. of it. Right. Well, and also understanding what the deadline or the cap on that time negotiation is if the buyer is getting a loan. Yes. There is a time limitation that the loan allows for before it becomes considered an investment property. And what is that time limitation? Days. That's right. 60 days. And I'm so grateful for Colorado because our state contracts, there's an addendum to that that has been prepared um, that actually is a 60-day, up to a 60-day uh, rent right. back. So we don't have to create a lease agreement from scratch. That's right. Yeah. Um, so Judy, you know, one more crazy stat to talk about. Since we're talking about all kinds of crazy things today, mm -hmm. um, I was reading in Realtor Magazine um, that the top performing real estate markets in the country nationally, they reached a peak median price of $562,000 for the month of February. Okay, in one month nationally, okay, let's just say this again. In one month nationally, the market went up 43% from January to February of 2022. That's insane. And let's talk about where those peak markets are. Um, the first one was Manchester, New Hampshire, Santa Cruz, California, Raleigh, North Carolina, Springfield, Massachusetts, Topeka, Kansas, Rochester, New York, Boulder, Colorado, um, Portland, Maine, Salinas, California, Ve Vallejo, Vallejo. I, I, I'm so sorry, people. I cannot pronounce this name. California, Burlington, North Carolina, and Northport, Florida. So those were the 12 top performing markets according to this survey. But look at that jump. Um, so buyers, again, with interest rates increasing and home prices still, you know, going crazy. It's not a time to just wait if you're waiting, waiting, waiting. Um, I think it's it's a good time to really try to get activated into the market, but be prepared. Well, that's right, because even to um, add to that, with rents increasing the way that they're increasing, apartments are di uh, um, and rentals are increasing in double digits in rent. So mm -hmm. are you going to build equity or are you going to pay rent? That's so good. And then, Judy, what would you say to sellers? Because, you know, let's not take it for granted for sellers either. And we work with so many. Um, and we're looking at locally in Colorado Springs, you mentioned it in the last episode. What is the season coming up? It's PCS season. It yes. is the height of selling season. Um, it, you know, our recommendation is to get ahead of it rather to be behind it. I say that, and yet we are still at such a, a low inventory and a shortage in homes um, that are available that we're going to have a strong spring summer season regardless. That's right. And I think it's important to know that even though we have a shortage of inventory, it's 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 good. And I was reading something about this recently. It's good to rephrase it a little bit that it's a shortage of active inventory. Yeah, it's not that their homes aren't selling, and it's not that I mean we're we have record sales. Yes, but it's just that the that they're selling so fast. Yeah, that um, the average the running average is is just crazy. We're in the hundreds. We don't right. need, and for a population of 750,000 in the county. Yeah, but buyers be ready because we're going to see a lot of military families that are being moved out. Yes. And those homes will come on the market. But we're also going to see more military families moving in. So That's it will right. be very competitive. It's exciting, Judy. Well, thank yeah. you so much for being a part of this today. It's so fun to do this with you. Yes. And we'll catch you next time, people. Yeah.